Hey everyone, welcome to the Tuya Christian Fellowship Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to give online, see upcoming events, or view our service times, please visit our website at tcf.church. Hey everybody, I want to just welcome you to Church Online. This is our second week to do this, and I'm so excited that you're watching. I'm so excited that you're you're joining in. Uh, we're going to go to Psalms uh, here in just a moment, but before we do, I want to give you a good report. I want to talk to you about everything that God is doing, and you may know about some of it, some of it you may not know. One of the things I know about God is this. He moves in the midst of the storm. I've had storms in my life. I know probably every one of you have had storms in your life. And in the midst of the storms, God moves. And that's exactly what he's doing. In the midst of this coronavirus storm, this last weekend and this coming weekend, there won't be one church in America, one building in America, that's going to have anybody in it. Uh, all churches are going to be doing other things. We're going to be online just like you and I are right now. And I want to talk to you about how God is moving. He's moving mightily. This last weekend, we had 1,500 different people get online and uh, tune in to our service. 1,500 people. Uh, I mean, it's mind-boggling that we had an opportunity to reach that many people. I've heard other stories about other platforms and different things that God's doing. One of the things I heard about a church in Oklahoma is they're providing a platform online for other churches to use and that over 40,000 people through a, through a various network of churches have come to Christ. They've made Jesus Christ their Savior. Uh, Kurt did a Wednesday night Ground Zero service, and, and we had people in that service receive Christ as their Savior. And so in the midst of the storm, in the midst of all the things that are going on, God is moving mightily. I'm encouraged. I want you to be encouraged that in the midst of, of what's going on, God is moving. So let me just pray briefly, and then I want to jump into what God has for us. All right. Father God, God, thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for the gift of today. I want to thank you for online church. I want to thank you, Father, that you've given us the ability, the technology to do this and that we can get together online. And I'm thankful for it, Father. Lord, those that are watching, would you bless them? Would you strengthen them? Would you encourage them? Father, we just want to take a few moments and we want to feed our faith and we want to starve our doubts. And Father, I'm thankful for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Last week, we looked at Psalms 91. And we found out that Psalms 91 is a protection psalm. And I've been reading Psalms 91 to myself out loud every morning in my devotion time. Well, right now, we're going to go to the 23rd Psalm. And the 23rd Psalm is a shepherd's psalm. What does that mean? Well, it's a psalm that shows you how God is our shepherd and God is taking care of us and that we're basically his sheep, he's our shepherd, and that we, we live in his pasture and that he's looking after us and he's caring for us. And so we're going to go from the protection psalm 
to the shepherd's psalm. And so I want to go over to Psalms 23. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. If you're on your phone or you're on your laptop or you have a physical Bible, uh, go with me to Psalms 23. Take a moment. Just flip over there. Of course, Kurt's going to have it right here on the screen behind me. And we're going to go through and I'm going to show you some things uh, that I believe will help you and that will encourage you. So, so let me begin. Psalms 23 verse 1 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let me just read through it, then I want to go back and show you some things. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Praise God. That's good. Now, let me go back to verse 1, and let me show you some amazing things in this. The very first sentence says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. The word shepherd in Hebrew means three things. It means to tend, to care for, and to watch over. Now, that scripture says right there that God, your Father God, is your shepherd, and He's doing three things. He's tending to you. He's caring for you. And he's watching over you. Now, think about that for a minute. Think how powerful that is. God is tending to you. He's caring for you. And he's watching over you. Listen, he hasn't lost you. He doesn't not know where you are. He doesn't not know what's going on in your life. Why? Well, because he's your shepherd. And he's caring for you. And he's watching over you. And he knows what's going on in your life. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows what you're facing. He knows what's going on in your family. And I want you to be encouraged that it says right here in Scripture that he's your shepherd. The very next sentence says, I shall not want. Listen, when you have a shepherd who can meet every need you have, when you have a shepherd that tends to you, cares for you, and watches over you, well, you don't have any wants. Why? Well, because the shepherd is taking care of every need that you have. Whether it's a physical need, it's a mental need, whether it's an emotional need, uh, maybe you need to be free from fear, all right? Uh, I think every one of us through this journey have struggled some with fear, okay? The fear of the unknown, fear, fear of tomorrow, fear of when is this going to end? Well, my shepherd is taking care of me, and he's taking care of you. Verse 2 says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Now, what is that? Well, that's a picture of provision, okay? It's a picture of provision. Listen, I, lo I love the words in this. I love the, the way it brings it out, that you and I are in green pastures and we're beside still waters. Well, what does that stir in you? Well, it stirs in me life. Listen, I love water. 
Okay, I love rivers, I love streams, I love creeks. You know, every year we go to Red River, New Mexico for vacation. If you've been a part of Toy Christian Fellowship for any length of time of all, you know one of my favorite places in the world is Red River. Well, as you come out of the plains and you begin to get into the foothills of the mountains, one of the first things that we see as we begin to see the trees, we begin to see the hills, is we see the river. And ever since I was a kid, one of the first things we would do is you roll down the window and you smell that mountain air. You smell that air laced with the scent of pine trees, and then you can hear the river. You can hear the water. And it says right here that God brings us beside still waters. He brings us by green pastures. It means provision. It means care. It means that God is is taking care of us. And and I love that picture. Verse 3 says, He restores my soul He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, I looked up the word restore and listen to what it means. Now, it says he restores my soul, okay? God is in the midst of restoring your soul. And here's what restore means. It means to return, to reverse, and to reward. Now, now don't miss this. To return, to reverse, and to reward. Oh, my gosh. God is, what is God returning Well, he's going to return to you whatever's been stolen from you. Listen, if you're having trouble financially right now, if maybe maybe you worked somewhere and they had to close and you're not going to work, uh, maybe you've got some needs going on in your life and you wonder what you're going to do. Well, the first thing God said he would do is he's going to return that to you. Okay, the Bible says that whatever the enemy tries to steal, God is going to restore it back to you. He's going to return it back to you sevenfold. The next word is to reverse. Now, this stirred in me when I heard that word. God is reversing the curse. Okay, God is reversing the curse. Listen, you and I are not under a curse. We know that because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross. What does it say in Galatians? Well, it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You and I are not under a curse. Listen, can I just go ahead and say it? The coronavirus is not from God, okay? God's not bringing this. God's not trying to teach us anything. God's not trying to to beat us down. This isn't from God. Now, I know this. God is moving in the midst of it because I see it happening everywhere. But uh, God is saying, I'm going to reverse the curse that the enemy's trying to put on you. Then the third word is reward. God's rewarding you. Now, now I, I don't want to jump past this. Listen to what it said. It says he restores my soul. What is God doing? God is returning, reversing, and rewarding my soul. Now, the word soul there in the original Hebrew means breath. Okay, breath, <sighs> to breathe. All right, that's what the Bible is. Did you know that? Did you know that God's word is the breath of God? That's what it means. Okay, the Bible's not just a book. It's not just paper and ink. It's the breath of God. It's alive. It's living. Okay, Pastor Jimmy Evans said, uh, you don't read the Bible. The Bible reads you. Now, I've heard that. I've heard many other people say it many other times. You don't read the Bible. The Bible reads you. Well, Psalms 23 says that God is restoring your soul, your breath. And what does that mean? Well, it means three things. It means God's restoring your spirit. He's restoring your soul. What's your soul? Well, your soul is your mind. It's your will and your emotions and your body. 
It's all three of those things, spirit, soul, and body. So what is God doing? Well, God is returning what's been stolen. He's reversing the curse, and he's rewarding you as you follow him and as you draw near to him. Where is he doing it? Well, he's doing it in your spirit. He's doing it in your soul, and he's doing it in your body. Now, let me remind you, uh, last week we talked about Psalm 91, and in Psalm 91, 15, out of the message translation, listen to what God said. God said, I'll rescue you, then I'll throw you a party. I'll rescue you, then I'll throw you a party. The last word of restore means to reward. That, now, when you read that, I, I, you know, at first when I read it, I almost kind of thought, what? Listen to it again. I'll rescue you, then I'll throw you a party. Listen, God is going to rescue us out of this season He's going to walk with us through this season, and then he's going to do what? He's going to reward us. He's going to throw us a party. Wow. That's your father. Let me keep reading. Look at what it says. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. What's righteousness? Well, righteousness is right standing with God. And as you walk with God, he walks with you and you walk on the paths of righteousness, and he does it for his name's sake. What does that mean, Pastor? Well, it means that his name is good. Listen, God is just, God is righteous, God is holy, because God's name is good. It says in Proverbs that a good name is better than gold. All right? Your family name, is when it's good, it's better than gold. God's name is good. And when you know Jesus as your Savior... His name is your name, and he's leading you in the paths of righteousness. Verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you're with me. I, I, would it be fair to say that right now, sometimes right now, we feel like we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, I've read that many times, you know, over my lifetime as a Christian, and you think, well, you know, what does that mean? But I can tell you right now, it brings it home. Okay, you know, we're, we're listening to the news and, well, hey, this county has a new case of coronavirus or, or this county next to us has a new case of coronavirus or, hey, this city or this state has a new case of the coronavirus, so you need to go down to the pharmacy or you need to go down to the grocery store and, and you can have that twinge of fear of, of, you know, I don't want it to come on me, I don't want to get it. Okay, we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but listen to what it says. It says you and I don't have to be afraid. Okay, I will fear no evil. Why? Well, very simply, because the Bible says God is with me. God is with me. Do you, do you remember when Jesus told the disciples? He said, hey, guys, I'm going to go away. And he was talking about his, his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension to heaven. They didn't know all that at the time. But he was basically telling them, hey, guys, I, I'm getting ready to go away and uh, you know where I'm going, and you know the way. And, and it's in John 14. And Thomas said, he raised his hand, uh, excuse me, Lord, uh, I don't know where you're going. Now, here, here's what's amazing about this story is Jesus is telling the disciples, guys, I'm going to a kingdom that is literally in another dimension. And I know you know how to get there. And Thomas was bold enough to say, are you crazy? I don't know how to get there. I don't know where you're going, and I don't know how to get there. 
And then Jesus gave this answer to him, and it's so powerful and so simple. And he said this. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Now, I've preached that verse many times. Uh, Probably preachers across the world have preached that verse. And that verse is very powerful to preach. And And one of the things it does mean is that Jesus is the only way to heaven. But the context of that verse is Jesus was telling Thomas, Thomas, if you'll stick close to me, you'll end up where I am. I'm the way. If you want to end up in my kingdom, if you want to live with me in my dimension, all you have to do is stick close to me. That's exactly what it says right here in Psalms 23, verse 4. It says, you're with me. You're with me. Now, when I was a child growing up, I had a good father. He was not a perfect father, but he was a good father. And I thank God that I had a good father. And he was a Christian. He loved Jesus. And he, he was a good man. And any time I was with him, I always felt safe. Any time I was anywhere and I was with him, I felt safe. And it wasn't discussed. It wasn't something we talked about. But as a child, I can even go back right now in my heart and in my mind emotionally. And when I was with my father, a sense of safety and peace comes up on the inside of me. That was my natural earthly father. And it's the very same way with our heavenly father. You are with me. The next sentence says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, what is that? Well, that's shepherd language, and it's talking about a shepherd and his staff or a shepherd and his crook. It's the tools a shepherd used when he took care of sheep, and it says right here, God, when I'm with you and you're being my shepherd. Now, what do we find out shepherd means? It means to tend, to care for, and to watch over. God, as you're shepherding me, what does it say? It says, when you're shepherding me, I'm comforted. I have a sense of safety. I have a sense of peace. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. What is a table in the presence of my enemies? God, no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what I'm facing, coronavirus or, or anything else, you are my supply. You're my sustenance. You take care of me. You anoint my head with oil. Now, oil is a representation of the Holy Spirit. Okay, When they would anoint the priest with oil, they poured oil over their head and it ran down on their clothing and it represented the presence of God. Here at Tulia Christian Fellowship, uh, we do prayer when we gather at different times and you can come to the front and we'll anoint you with oil and we pray over you. And what does that represent? It represents the Holy Spirit. It says right here that God is anointing you. God is covering you with his Holy Spirit. And then it says your cup runs over. Your cup runs over. Listen, what do we find out? Psalms 91 says, God is El Shaddai. Who's El Shaddai? He's the God who's more than enough. He's not just enough. He's more than enough. What does that mean? Well, my cup, the cup of my life, it's filled to the brim and it overflows. Because why? Well, because God is an overflowing God. God is an El Shaddai God. God is a more than enough God. Listen, can I just stop right here? Be encouraged, okay? Decide to not be fearful 
and to be hopeful and to be filled with faith. Listen, God is with you. God is your shepherd. God is taking care of you. Now, let let me finish this up. Verse 6 says, surely, there it is. I love that. What did Psalms 91 say? It says the same thing. Surely, not maybe, surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Listen, nothing can sneak up on you. Nothing can sneak up on you. Why? Well, because goodness and mercy are behind me. Okay, goodness and mercy are following me. Well, I hope they're following me. No, the Scripture says surely they're following you. Okay, not maybe, not I hope so, not I wonder. Surely goodness and mercy. The goodness and the mercy of the living God, my Father, are behind me, and they're following me all the days of my life. And the last sentence says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now listen, I know you know this. You and I are the church. Okay, the Bible says we're living stones. Okay, we're living stones. We each have gifts. We each have abilities. We each have an anointing. We're not gathering in the house of God. We're not gathering together in God's house because we can't because of what's going on. But right where you are, you're the house of God. Okay, you're the church. And it says right here that you and I are going to, we're first off, we're going to be back together. This is going to come to a close, and we are going to gather back together, and I can't wait. I can't, I, man, we are going to have some church when we get back together, amen? Then when I finish living this life, I'm going to dwell in the house of God. I'm going to live with God forever. I'm going to be with you forever for all of eternity. Now, listen, I want Psalms 23 to encourage you. Now, can I just remind you, this morning I got up and I read Psalms 91 out loud to myself. Not loud, to myself. Then I went to Psalms 23 and I read it out loud to myself. And my calendar says it's the 26th of March. I went over to Proverbs 26 and I read Proverbs chapter 26. Then I read a couple of other chapters in the Word of God. You know what I'm doing? I'm feeding on God's Word. I'm feeding my spirit on God's Word. And I'm doing that every single morning. Then I went out and walked, and I'm able to walk outside because I'm alone. I don't have anybody around me. And I walk and I pray. And I prayed for you. Okay, I pray for the church every single morning, and I prayed for you. You were covered in prayer this morning. In the morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the same thing. And you're going to be covered in prayer in the morning. And I want you to be encouraged. I want you to read your Bible. I want you to feed on the Word of God. I want you to not be afraid to pray. Now, I want to close with two things. I'd like to just take a minute and pray for you right now. And I want to pray for your needs. And then I want to give those of you that are watching, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, to give you an opportunity to do that. So would you close your eyes right where you are and allow me to pray. Father God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I'm so grateful for your word. I'm so grateful, Father, for Tulia Christian Fellowship, for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, this last week I've seen people and I've waved at people and I've, I've talked to people. And Father, I'm so grateful for this great church. I'm so, I'm so thankful for this community. Father God, I pray for people that are watching right now. And Lord, I pray that they would have peace in their minds that faith would replace fear. Father, you've not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Father, I pray healing 
healing in our physical bodies. Father, people right now that are struggling with sickness or struggling with anxiety or struggling with fear, that in Jesus' name, I speak life over you. I speak healing over you. Listen, right now, right now, just be open right now to receive what God's doing. Listen, there's no distance because we're not in the same room together. You receive what God's doing right now. I speak life over you. I speak grace over you. I speak peace over you. I speak mercy over you. Father, I'm excited about what you're doing in the midst of the storm and that your grace is on us, your grace is on our families in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Listen, if you're watching right now and you don't know that you're a Christian, Listen, there's never been a better time than right now to say yes to Jesus Christ. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm watching this, but I don't know if Jesus is my Savior. All right, and then I know there's some of you, you need to get serious about God, and, and it's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time for you to decide, I'm going to quit having one foot in the world and one foot in church. I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to sell out to Jesus, and I'm going to follow him with all my heart. Now, I'm going to pray a simple prayer, and if you'd like to invite Christ into your life, if you'd like to renew your faith, if you'd like to get serious about God, now's the time to do it. Pray with me right now. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that for the very first time, I would love for you to get online and tell somebody, get online and tell us. Listen, if you've decided that it's time to get serious about God, it's time to quit playing church, it's time to quit having one foot in the world and one foot in church, hey, uh, thank God, praise God for it. I'm so excited for you. Listen, I love you. I love you. I'm praying for you. It's an honor to be your pastor. If you're watching this and I'm not your pastor, uh, I'm praying for you. And if you watch this, you are covered in prayer also. Father, I'm just grateful for what you're doing in our lives together. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. God bless you.